Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. The rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? It is so nice to be back. I know I've not been really releasing as much recently, but here's the thing. I went to Vancouver, had some time off, escaped a really unbelievably hectic personal and professional life, and I feel refreshed. I feel excited to be a better person than I was yesterday, and part of this transformation definitely involves this podcast, so expect me to hold my promise and create that website and debut a couple of different ways to create content and really push the the rap conversation forward. So for today, we're going straight to the heart of where hip-hop really grew and became the cultural force that it is today, and that's New York with Sky Zoo's All the Brilliant Things. When you think of consistency and character in hip-hop, Sky Zoo has to be one of the first artists that comes to my mind. Throughout his impressive career that spanned from the 2000s with his Ninth Wonder produced Cloud 9 in 2006 and 09's Salvation record, Sky Zoo has been the epitome of consistency with smooth New York swagger and an effortlessly impressive flow and lyrical styling that put his rap abilities up there with the finest in all of the genre. What I think though made me gravitate to Sky's music in particular was his everyman persona that was street-minded but very down-to-earth and relatable. The struggle that he described felt like it could still connect to me, it could still resonate with someone like myself who clearly didn't come from that life. There's an obvious authenticity to Sky that is clear as day and makes him the kind of rapper that you find yourself wanting to root for. And luckily for us, Skyzu has given us a lot to root for. Ever since my first introduction to him with 2012's Dream Deferred, produced fully by Illmind, Sky has consistently improved on his album-making process and abilities over these recent years culminating with my favorite run of records from him dropping from 2016 to 2019, with The Easy Truth dropping in 2016 with Apollo Brown, 2019's Retropolitan with Pete Rock that got a lot of acclaim, as did The Easy Truth, and then my personal favorite of them all, In Celebration of Us, which dropped in 2018. And similarities with that 2018 in celebration of us are very easily found in this latest record from sky zoo all the brilliant things just like in celebration of us 
This latest record is beautifully lavish with classy keys and flourishes of brass all throughout, along with some smooth melodic backing vocals and choruses that come off very tasteful. That's probably the only main difference musically from the 2018 record to this one in that this one is even more buttery smooth and silky and emphasizes melody a bit more as well. And the results are great. I mean, you got the rich rhetoric beat that is insane, insane. It sounds like a 2021 version of a main ingredient era Pete Rock beat. And that's legit one of the biggest compliments I can give something. So props to Mark Infinite for producing that. The nocturnal and warm grooves on St. James Liquor pairs beautifully with Sky Zoo's catchy delivery on that track. And overall, this sound isn't really new for Sky by any means, as he has featured heavy jazz influences in his music for the better part of the last five years very prominently. However, unlike his recent projects that have mainly featured only one producer, this album takes the production by committee approach. So it's pretty impressive that the sound is so uniform and seamless given all of the different hands in the production pot. Overall, like I mentioned before, this is a very similar record to In Celebration of Us. Not so much so that it doesn't exist in its own right, but I mean it particularly in the structure and the flow. There's often many little short musical detours at the end of songs, moments of acapella rapping, but also it shares some of its weaknesses as well, like a bloated track list with a more punchy and impactful first run of songs with not much filler, but just a couple tracks that don't hit like the rest that just did not need to be on the album. And outside of using In Celebration of Us as a reference point, I'd also add that the sung elements were pretty prominent on a lot of these tracks on All the Brilliant Things. But I found when they were sampled or more just as a background sound, I thought they were really dope. But when the songs featured a more straightforward, fully sung hook, I don't think they really came off all that great and were actually pretty meaty in terms of their length on some of these songs so that was definitely a detriment to some of these tracks in particular i'm thinking of something to believe in with raheem devon that fit fine on the instrumental but i just wasn't grabbed by his vocal lines and then bj the chicago kid on bodega flowers that Again, nothing really bad to say, but I just didn't find it too catchy. And I just would have wished the songs were trimmed a bit and just straight to the verse with a, a little instrumental transition here and there or something. The only exception was the closer Black Soul on Soft Eyes that I thought was brilliant. I thought it was a beautiful way to close the album. Overall, though, I think the main culprit of what holds this album back for me is the smoothness. Naturally, human ears perk up when something different or unexpected comes into our presence. That's just how our bodies work. And I wanted to mention that to set the context for this main problem I see with this album. It was often where 
I found myself not really having a particular issue with any of the music. On the contrary, like I said, I thought musically this album is decadent and very layered with thoughtful lyricism. Those are core parts of what I love about music. However, I found my ears rarely perking up as I was listening to this album. And you know, since I took a vacation and in general was kind of slowing down recording, I had more than a normal amount of time with this album. And throughout this entire experience listening to this record, I just have consistently been scratching my head. I'd turn it on, I'd listen to it, I'd get about halfway, and then I'm just starting to find myself and find my mind just wander. And what I came to realize is that it was this overly easy listening effect that this album gave me that made me just lose engagement with it at times. And this wasn't helped by some overly drawn out hooks as I mentioned or just unnecessarily long songs where maybe the beat rides a bit too long with beats that had very similar tempos. And I know what I'm about to say may sound sacrilegious, but hear me out. I think Skyzoo's insanely consistent presence can be a gift and a curse at times. And with all the brilliant things, in this sense, I think his style did kind of pose a problem for this album. I think his super smooth style would do better over production that did have some more moments that were jagged or disjointed or unexpected. Whereas this album was just refined, expertly produced, mixed and mastered jazz rap. The only moment where there was a real change of pace was on I Was Supposed to Be a Trap Rapper. Using that classic Bob James sample, the eerie grit on that track was so fresh. I appreciated the jazzier movements throughout the beat too, along with the trap flip at the end of this whole track that was so dope. J.R. Swift's absolutely killed that beat. And a side note to this point that I'm trying to make overall is that I love it how these producers on this album flip some really classic samples in completely new and rejuvenated ways. There were many instances of this throughout the album. All of this to say though, the album is pretty damn dope. It has a ton of great qualities, but there's a certain lack of memorability to this album that I just wish wasn't there. So up until now in this review, I have to say that I haven't been fully honest with you guys. Here's what I mean by that. Up until now, these gripes that I've been describing would very neatly conclude my thoughts on this record up until just about a day prior to me recording this, this day being July 10th. Because on probably my 9th or 10th listen, something about the lyrical themes began to connect in a different way that brought this album up a level and really made me rethink how I was looking at all the brilliant things. This isn't to say that my previous critiques I just rattled off about this record are things I don't believe in now. That's not the case at all. I still feel just about the same about all of that. 
However, I guess it's the tone and the underlying implications that you could take from what I was saying, which are not things that I think are aligned to my beliefs now. When you think of Skyzu, one of his defining traits is his poetic brand of lyricism, which often features passages and writing styles that use very overtly traditional poetic devices and practices. A prominent example is Skyzu's tendency to feature repetition in certain lyrical refrains that are often wordy and long-winded and many times go a cappella over a slight beat switch that accentuates these moments. It's why I always say with Skyzu that he knows how to cultivate drama and put emphasis on different lyrics and parts of songs that give the music more weight. And he also just knows how to say things in the freshest of ways. On I Was Supposed to Be a Trap Rapper, he eloquently details how unique his approach to hip-hop has been, turning down major label deals, consistently dropping knowledge and giving soul food and never selling out. And on this track, he drops these bars, the makings of a sacrificial lamb with the backings of a band, trumpets wrapped around me rapping about Saran. Man, the, the layers, the imagery found in that couplet is just insane. This again is nothing new and nothing different for Skyzu in comparison with his previous work, again keeping with In Celebration of Us as the most closest reference point. However, I think there is a key part of this album that definitely differentiates it from Skyzu's catalog to date. The way the lyrical themes play out on this album is ultimately why I appreciate all the brilliant things more than how I may have been describing it in these past few minutes. Unlike In Celebration of Us, which focused on his new experiences with fatherhood and how life was growing up alongside his honorable father who clearly parented him in a seemingly healthy way, All the Brilliant Things is different in that its focus is more outward, focusing on how his hometown has changed over the years, mainly due to gentrification, walking you through memory lane, recounting various stories and life experiences from those times. And like he so often does, he always tends to poetically tie things together in a neat bow due to the way he structures his songs so wholly and complete. Sky also spends much of this album discussing his place in the game and his contributions to hip-hop. Now obviously Sky has been and still is braggadocious about his skill, his accomplishments, but on all of the brilliant things, what I'm referring to here is a grounded and celebratory view on what his rap career has meant to the art form and what his career ultimately meant for young men and women from his home, serving as an inspiration for those that grew up alongside him. This layer to the lyricism connects nicely with the other main theme of this album being the changes his hometown has undergone throughout his lifetime. All of this leads me to this greater idea of Skyzu carrying on the tradition and the ethos of what New York truly stood for, which will continue to be carried on as long as his music is playing on a New York stoop. 
which makes perfect sense considering that Sky Zoo is one of the most New York rappers ever. His music just bleeds New York from the accent, the lingo, the references, and the cool, calm, and collected confidence. I obviously recognize Sky Zoo's lyricism to be great pretty much since day one, but on this album, I find this lyrical connection very interesting for how New York's transformations over the years somehow connects with how Sky Zoo's art will ultimately keep the New York spirit alive despite it all. This also extends to the pride he shows in his values and the culture of NYC, something that he illustrates on Bodega Flowers really nicely. Demanding flowers for not only himself, but each and every person in his neighborhood. Giving shine to his hometown and all they've went through and accomplished, thereby building on this idea that the gentrification won't stop the spirits of these people. This lyrical dynamic that I'm describing here now made up for the too smooth for its own good feeling that I got at times on this album. The closing track here does a great job of putting the finishing touches on this picture I'm describing for you, where in his final verse, Sky recounts a long conversation he had with a similarly smart-minded and great rapper legend Fonte, showing how Fonte put the spark back in him to not retire and to continue making music because he's such an important force in rap. The other aspect to why my thoughts evolved towards the end of my time listening to this album to date is just how high quality the production is. I don't know if it's because maybe the sound was not surprising to me at all, both in its style and in its quality, since Skyzu has rapped over great jazz influence beats for years now. But man, these beats on all the brilliant things are just so well layered and also so beefy. The drums and grooves here are consistently incredible, even when it comes to where the vocal samples and little melodic details are placed. Each song here just gives you prime head nodding potential. And pair that with Skyzu's usual brand of masterclass rapping with such a great grasp of rhythm and tempo and finding the perfect pocket in a beat. And you have an album that is an overload of musical and lyrical skill. But again, as I said before, the overly smooth nature of this album still loses me a bit when the songwriting is just a notch down. And I still can't shake the tendency to sort of get caught up in the smoothest of it all and drift away at times on this album, which I know it sounds almost disrespectful to say for such a strong lyrical album like this and a really well-produced album at that as well. But I just think the lack of changes in pace along with a track list that could have done without seven to ten minutes of it definitely hurt this album but even with that you still once again have another great rap album in 2021 i actually thought this would be one of the first more prominent albums to drop in recent months that i was actually not going to be all that hot on 
but 2021 going to 2021. So once again, I have to give Sky Zoo's All the Brilliant Things a low 8 on 10. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram at Roview, R-O-H-V-I-E-W. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace.